You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, the News Talk giant of North Alabama. And here we are, Right Side Radio, back for a sixth week. Thank you so much for making this show one of the biggest shows in the afternoons across the northern part of our state. And by the way, it is an honor to have this platform. I know that. I do not take it for granted. And the opportunity to be with you every day from 2 to 5, Monday through Friday, is uh, literally just more than I could have asked or imagined. So uh, glad to be with you again. Solid, conservative, and just plain right, we like to say. Copper is running the board. Miss Copper, good day to you. Good day. Happy Monday, I suppose. Happy. It's always a happy Monday if you you choose to make it so. Yeah, that's true. Well, well, anyway, yeah, Copper, good to see you. And um, hey, folks... uh, we got a lot going on today. Uh, big news happening around the world. We're going to talk about some international relations, some issues in Afghanistan while we're on the show. We've got uh, plenty of stuff, though, about things like school choice. Like, what are we going to do? Are we going to leave things the way they are? Are we going to give people an actual choice? We've got Parker Snyder from the Alabama Policy Institute has done some new research on that coming on at 4 p.m. today. At 3 p.m., you'll be glad to hear we've got Attorney General Steve Marshall coming on the show. We'll talk to him about the fact that attorneys general around the nation have become the firewall uh, against um, what I would call federal overreach. And then we'll also probably talk to him about uh, things like uh, vaccination passports, uh, his perspective and the recent rulings or, or, or expansions upon the current ruling that, that came out from his office most recently. But right now, I got to tell you, as I was preparing my thoughts for the right side way, there was some very sobering news that, that came across the wire. And I'll probably talk about that in more detail when I get into a full segment really on Afghanistan and where we are with international policy. But I'm going to touch on a few pieces of it here in my, my opening. But I got to say, you know, you, you heard the old story about a frog in a pot of water, right? You know, you slowly turn up the heat. The frog just kind of rocks along, getting accustomed to the increasing temperatures until suddenly it's just too late and the frog is boiled. Think that can't happen to us? Think again. Our society is being slowly boiled, ever so slowly, just a bit at a time. Give up some freedoms here. Curtail a liberty there. Raise your taxes tell you it's for your own good. Generate an entitlement mentality. Create dependency on government. Place our kids' livelihoods in the hands of nameless bureaucrats. Allow the news to be controlled and contrived. Tell us what to think, how to act, where to be, what to do. You're slowly boiled. It's a slow evolution of a social order, and it only happens when we become indifferent, complacent, apathetic. i got to be honest with you. Complacency kills. Now, Afghanistan is very much in the news right now. I I got there in the very beginning of the war. I think I've told you before, my team lived among the Afghan people. We patrolled and conducted operations and civil military operations across the northern provinces of Kunduz, Takhar, Badakhshan, and others. One of the oddest circumstances that I encountered over and over in Afghanistan was the complete indifference to what the military calls UXO. If you've been downrange, you know what I'm talking about. UXO is the the acronym for Unexploded Ordnance. I cannot tell you how many times, especially in the early parts of the war before the demining and all had been taking place. I mean, this, these people have been through decades of war with the Soviets and then now with the Taliban and then, and then with, you know, us getting there. Landmines in a field, cluster munitions out in a farm field, storage bins full of Taliban munitions, piles of mortar rounds laying on the side of the road. You think I'm kidding. I saw all of this. 
Former Soviet attack helicopter ordnance just in piles around the airstrip at Kunduz Airfield where I received my resupplies. I mean, it was everywhere. I'll never forget this one farmer. We were doing a rem- we were doing a patrol in a remote area, in in a in a village called uh, oh gosh it was a Dahana de Waran, I think was a village in t- near Talakan. And it bottom line was this farmer comes up to us and goes, "Uh, you Americans, I have many of your cluster munitions in my field. You do." Listen, those are extremely unstable, by the way, just so you know. When we drop a cluster bomb, those bomblets that might have hit soft ground and not exploded, they're extremely sensitive to movement at that point. It's extremely dangerous. they got a little drogue yellow shoot on them. Well, he had found, I don't know, 40 or 50. We went down there and checked. He had taken them and just piled them up in a pile in the corner of his field so he could keep farming. So we wrapped them in deck cord and blew them in place, and it was quite an explosion. But that kind of stuff was everywhere. I'll never forget receiving my resupplies by airdrop. We would do a tactical airdrop. They would kick the pallets out the back of the C-130. It was an MC-130 special operations plane. Kick the pallets out. They would float down in the dark at night. Usually they were pretty good about landing right on the old Soviet airstrip at Kunduz Airfield. Yeah, there's this one time, though, when we watched in the dark at night through our night vision goggles as one of those parachutes just kind of floated out into the tall grass about 50 yards off the airstrip right into an area that we knew was mined. And myself and the team commander for the Special Forces team, we just had to look at it and go, well, guess we're not getting that one tonight. By the next morning, though, it was gone because Afghans who lived among the landmines would just run out there in the tall grass and get what they wanted. And so all those supplies were gone. See, the Afghan people, no problem. They were conditioned. It was a fact of their lives. Complacency, acceptance, just the way it was. Until one of their children would step on a landmine, which also happened too often. You see, complacency can still be deadly. Folks, it's no different in regard to the slow bleeding of our civil liberties that we're seeing. If you allow yourself to say, well, you know, just this once, or, well, it is a pandemic, or they wouldn't really restrict my movements or access to commerce, well, then you've just acquiesced. Just like the Afghan people, no problem. You're conditioned, a fact of our lives, complacency, acceptance, just the way it is. Until one of our children steps on a social justice landmine, or you find you can't attend your grandmother's funeral because of travel restrictions, or you have no access to a plane ticket to get to a family member in another state, or your tuition costs higher because you failed to conform, or you're branded a racist for simply being born the way God chose to make you. You see, complacency can still be deadly. Oh, Phil, don't you think you're getting a bit extreme? Let me ask you this. Have you heard of something called social credit scoring? You see, I posted an article on Twitter this weekend about something already acting as official policy in China. The Chinese government intends to use your social media data, surveillance, your purchasing trends to develop a score for their citizens so it can gauge their, quote, their buy-in to the state. Presumably, the better the score, the more the benefits citizens are entitled to receive. Conversely, though, a bad score severely handicaps life, punishing people for their severely or socially maladaptive behavior, either real or perceived. Things like they'll cut off your internet access, restrictions on travel, restrictions on medical care, limiting the number of pets they can have, seizure of property, failure to be a good citizen for the state, all adds up to a poor social credit score. That is happening right now in China. Look it up, social credit score. But I got to tell you, it's already underway in the United States. It's far more insidious. Under the guise of a pandemic, we've been browbeaten to give up our freedoms, restrict our movements, get a shot that some people don't want, told what we will believe, and that we're racist or a murderer if we don't. It's not a question of if, but of how much. 
just like the Afghan people got used to deadly ordinance that littered their landscape, and just like the Chinese people just kind of absorbed the fact that a social credit score is now an acceptable solution with their government picking winners and losers, many Americans are literally just schlepping their way into a boiling pot of social compliance. Let me paint an ugly picture for you. How about this? Imagine, if you will, under the guise of public health, the CDC and the White House decide to mandate vaccinations. And you must have a government-approved vaccination card, a passport, if you will. But then they realize forgery is far too easy. Oh, hey, they've already got your Social Security number. Why create a separate card? We just enter the vaccination into the larger Social Security system and make it a specialized government card with a chip. Everybody who's been in the military or works as a defense contractor, take a look at your CAT card. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It's too easy. They already do it. This chip has all your data on it. I mean, after all, this avoids the problem of forgeries. Then they realize, you know what? This is also a great way to track behaviors. I mean, if you've had a DUI, that needs to go. If you're a child sex predator, that needs to be on there. It's all for the greater good. And so all that data becomes part of the card. And then eventually issues at the border down south become so overwhelming, they just realize they have to do something. So the card becomes a necessary element of receiving government benefits. Shopping in stores, crossing the border, obtaining medical care, after all. It's all about protection. But then the folks that have sat idly by and said nothing suddenly get concerned when they can't go to a football game or a movie or the grocery store. And so the government has to quell that dissent by attaching penalties to it. And then the next pandemic hits. And it's about saving lives. And those who don't have a card, updated with the most current information, well, they begin to face criminal action. Now all that may sound extreme to you, maybe, but it's possible nonetheless. Everything I just described to you is already happening in some parts of the world, and the technology to make all of it happen currently exists in our world right here in the United States. Do not let yourself become complacent. Do not imagine for a minute that giving up one freedom won't lead to giving up more. By God, not on my watch. Right Side Radio is going to con continue to monitor this. It does no good, though, if we don't monitor it altogether. Complacency is a killer. And freedom should never be given up lightly. And that's a wrap for the Right Side Way. Oh, yeah. You can tell by that one. I've got my game face on for the day. Listen, folks, I'm, I'm serious. If you let yourself sit idly by, then when it passes you by, you'll wonder what happened to life. And will we be that generation that one day has to do like Ronald Reagan said, and tell our kids about the United States where people were once free. Uh, not on my watch. And by God, I've got too much invested in all that we have right now. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, solid conservative, just plain right. We'll be right back after this.